Hi there. We'd like to welcome you to the virtual kitchen table. We are Erin from Everlearning, Haley from Taking a Kinder Path, and myself, Ashley from Ashley as Mama and Storytime Shelves. We're gathering to have conversations about family life and home education, most specifically unschooling, which is sometimes known as self-directed education, or as I often refer to it, consent-based learning. We'll be sharing experiences and ideas, learning as we go. We hope you'll pull a chair up to the table and join us. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the virtual kitchen table. This is Ashley, and I'm here today with Erin. Hi, Erin. Hi, Ashley. Hello, and I'm here with Haley. Hi, Haley. Hello, Ashley. Hi, Erin. Hello. And, and today we have um, a guest joining us. So welcome to Brittany Achavati. Thank you for being here today with us, Brittany. Um, please take a minute if you'd like to say hi or a little bit about yourself if you'd like. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Ashley. Hi, Haley and Erin. Thank you for having me on. This is so fun. Um, it's just really good to be with you three. Um, and I am, uh, and Brittany, I'm located in Maine, uh, mid-coast Maine, and I have three kids. Uh, they are six and nine and ten and a half, and we have been homeschooling for, uh, this is our fourth year, so... Yeah. Great. Thank you. Yeah, we're in our fourth year, too. Um, so I think like I know I follow Brittany on Instagram and it's always kind of nice because our kids are um, similar ages and yeah, kind of been on the journey for the same yeah. length of time. Yeah. yeah. So oh, excited to have you here. Um, so today we are talking, uh, we're going to discuss and explore this question um, around does homeschooling our children shape our identity? Um, so just to kind of provide some context, this is something I think I've thought about on and off since the beginning of, of homeschooling. Um, but just a little while ago, I don't know if it was maybe a couple months ago now, um, not that long ago, we'd been, I felt like really getting kind of settled into homeschooling and for us that's unschooling um we've been home educating for a good few years and like as we know it's very much a lifestyle right I feel mm -hmm. like I describe it sometimes to other people like we don't homeschool Monday to Friday nine to three or whatever it's very much a lifestyle so after kind of unschooling for that long, I found myself, I don't know what made me think about it. I don't know if I read something or heard someone else speaking about something. That's probably what's what happened. And I just thought to myself, okay, we're, I'm so into this. Um, what would it feel like if we stopped homeschooling? Um, I'm not into, I don't think that that's what's going to happen, at least not anytime soon. So it's not like one of my kids started talking about going back to school or anything like that. Although I do, I do know that that happens in homeschool families where a kid wants to try out school or, or they're done with homeschooling and they go back to school. But I just thought, oh my gosh, like what if my kids decided to go back, like go to traditional school, I'd probably go work full time probably as a teacher, because, which is funny. And I think I find it funny. Um, maybe I would go do something else. Um, but it would really change our day to day. 
And when I thought, when I had this thought, I kind of felt overwhelmed and I was like, oh my gosh, like that'd be a huge change. And I think that's what led me to start thinking a little bit more about, wow, like how much and how does being like a homeschool parent or an unschool parent shape my identity? Um, And I thought about how other people must have these thoughts and feelings too. And then I was thinking about how it would probably be quite unique to all of our experiences as to how we feel about that. Um, And even just some people are maybe more comfortable with changes or even get excited with something like that changing. Um, But I found the idea of it quite overwhelming. Like I think for myself, it would be a big adjustment. Um, So I thought where we could start today was just sharing, like each taking a turn or whoever wants to kind of share and, and discuss a little bit about Um, how and why it can feel this way for each of us as homeschool parents. Um, So I I thought like I could just quickly share for me um, one thing I thought about, because I kind of was like, well, why would this feel like such a big deal to me? You know, Um, if I mean, obviously one day we won't be a homeschool family really anymore, (laughs) but it could happen sooner than I realized too. But I thought like, it's not just that I'm, really embracing and living an unschool life with my kids day to day. And I know that what I'm going to say is true for a lot of people, but not necessarily everyone. But I feel like on top of that, there's the additional layer of um, like homeschooling, unschooling, how children learn has become an interest of mine. So as you guys know, like, or because I've shared with you, like I read a lot of the homeschool books, I, and again, like a lot of us, right, I listen to the homeschool podcasts, and I have the whole way through. So for the past four, whatever years, um, I record a podcast with you guys here. Um, So I spend a lot of my time just with, I don't know, the homeschool hat on, I guess. Um, It takes up a huge part of my life. And I thought, well, what else is this like? Um, and I thought about, um, how, when my first baby was born, I kind of ended up taking on, um, the attachment parenting, like I would have identified as attached an attachment parent. And I thought that's similar to this. However, I never had to let go of or shed that piece of my identity. Like I still identify as an attachment parent, even though they're not babies anymore, they're older. And I thought, well, maybe when they're adults, I won't identify as an attachment parent anymore. And I thought, well, no, I think there still be, you know, at the root of attachment parenting to me is like being connected and in a respectful relationship. So I thought maybe that's not quite the same as this. Um, and obviously if my kids go to school and we stop homeschooling, it could still be an interest of mine and I could still be involved in um, homeschooling in in a different way, I suppose. But realistically, I don't know. I I think it would still be a very big change, Um, especially yeah, if they went to school full-time and I was working full-time. So I was just interested um, in this idea um, because I think often when we do choose to homeschool as a parent, like it's a lot of work, right? Like we spend a lot of time figuring out what does this mean for us? What does this mean for our family? We spend a lot of time like thinking about it and trying different things. And that I just was like, oh my gosh, what if it just, what if it all just ends? 
And then that's it. <laughs> so I just thought like, well, maybe I'd love to talk about it with other people and hear their thoughts around that and stuff. So yeah, I don't know who wants to maybe share a little bit of their ideas or thoughts first, but that's just kind of where this came from for me. I definitely think um, what you were just saying then, Ashley, about all the um, work involved in kind of exploring um, home home education and what that's actually going to mean for you day to day once you start. Um, I've shared a little bit about our um, early experiences, but I remember one of the things that really sticks out to me is when <clears throat> when we decided um, 14 years ago that we well, before we decided that we were going to home ed, um, our first thoughts really were about the kind of negative, the kind of, oh, no, but we might miss out on this and we might miss out on that. And kind of um, because, as I've shared before, it was very much driven by my eldest daughter and we heard about it. She thought, yeah, this is a great idea. Let's do it. And we and our first response was kind of, yeah, but yeah, but. And then, of course, we got to the point um, because we've been doing this for so long. We got to the point where we're like, hey, this just really this sounds lovely and we want to do it. Why are we kind of holding ourselves back? So then, of course, the shift then becomes not only like you say, are you doing all this effort in terms of thinking, what do we actually do? once we start home eddie but also then we're embracing the the very positiveness of it all thinking right we've done all that negative let's just and then for us it was very much a kind of positive choice yeah we weren't although she didn't like school we weren't like so many people you know lots of people actually um yeah feel that they have to leave school because it's really not working for their children whereas I feel it that wasn't what happened for us it was more this is some exciting adventure that we can go and have kind of so it it was very much yeah very much a kind of positive thing um and and yeah I mean we've never had the situation where any of our children have said that they want to go to school and that is a conversation that we have you know every now and then and and obviously they've had over the years many friends who've gone back to school or who've done flexi schooling or um you know they meet new home ed friends who've literally just come out of school so you know that that's an ongoing conversation um but I feel like yeah it, it's um it's very all-encompassing isn't it it's not something you do on the weekends <laughs> um, it's it's something that you that you live and and breathe and and mostly for us it's been a really hugely positive experience so um but I, I um as you guys know obviously I have three adult children now um and my daughter is 11 so I can't I'm in this kind of strange um don't know what to call it really this kind of strange thing where where some of them have moved up, you know, we used to go as a very big unit to home ed groups and make a big noise and, well, maybe not make a big noise. We're quite a quiet family, really. But, you know, it's changed over the years now that it's just me and her going to home ed groups mostly. And if her her sisters come along, then they're, they're adults coming along. It's, it's a very different thing. Um, so, yeah, I've given a lot of thought to it because I felt it ending for various people in my family and and also that thing I think just as being a parent and having children um grow to certain ages and move out of the house and things like you know go off to university move out of the house that 
makes you think a lot about life changing as it does all the time. Um, I can I can go, Ashley. Um, so, yeah, I guess what I could um, add to the piece, just thinking of the stage of life I'm in now, because uh, as as you all probably know, um, this year is kind of the school year is the first school year that I haven't been formally a homeschool parent um, in 20 years. <laughs> so it's, I have been thinking about this a lot because, you know, you have these two decades of, um, yeah, wearing this hat and having this identity. And similar to what you said, Ashley, it, part of that identity started a little bit earlier because even those first, you know, I guess four years prior to school, I was, yeah, kind of finding my way as far as what I wanted parenting to look like and family life to look like, and also was doing a lot of reading and kind of practicing of attachment parenting. So I think the homeschooling was sort of like a second layer to, you know, what we were, what we were already doing. So yeah, it was kind of an odd thing because this, the same year, so my, my youngest turned 18, but also, it, you know, there was nobody left. So it was like, oh, I don't have any legal children left. And I'm also not, you know, I don't have this role anymore. Um, and I think I've shared in a couple of, of um, blog posts, hopefully I'm not, you know, repeating myself too much if, if anybody listening has read those, but I did write, I think at least one, maybe two. Um, just about the idea that it, I suddenly realized what an invisible role it was to other people who aren't in the homeschooling world. So, you know, when I was talking about kind of reaching the end of this time, I had so many uh, home educating people just saying, oh, wow, you know, thank you for sharing. I think about that time for myself. Like I could see that it was on people's minds and it was really something that, um, yeah, people were thinking about. But in the rest of my life, nobody even noticed. <laughs> so, so it was it was just, um, I guess I was thinking about a couple of people I know who had like retirement parties for, you know, what, what we would consider kind of like conventional jobs or whatever. And, um, you know, one of them was a teacher, for example. And I mean, it was really a big thing. Like it was a big event. There was a lot of conversation about it, a lot of presents, a lot of, you know, fanfare. And um I mean, there just isn't that for, I guess there could be though. That's an interesting question, right? Like that's an interesting thing. Like, could we, if that was something that was what, something we wanted to do, I'm sure we could find some home ed friends <laughs> to, you know, connect with and sort of celebrate. But I don't think people tend to do that because probably as you, you've both said, Haley and Ashley, it's so integrated into our lives that it's not really, a, it, it's separate, but it's not separate. And I've had periods of time in my life where I have, you almost, like it's so integrated and woven into your life that you almost forget. And then there are, there are periods of time where I have been more conscious of it. Um, probably times maybe where we've had a lot going on or I've been lower energy and I have to kind of summon up, um, like, no, this is my job. Like I have had period of periods of time. I know, I know people don't tend to talk about it that way, but I think sometimes it can be helpful. It, you know, times when I've been low energy, when I've been, um, you know, maybe just valleys where you have some burnout. 
I have found it helpful to actually think of my role as a job. Like it, it's, it just kind of helps me get moving, but the majority of the time, yeah, it just weaves into your, your life. So, um, yeah, so that's just been on, on my mind a lot. Just, uh, kind of figuring out, I guess, how I see myself now, how I see my relationship with my kids. Um, and I would also just say, this is kind of interesting. It's not just people out and about in my life that don't notice the rest of my family hasn't noticed nobody <laughs> it's not because I think I said something about it and they were kind of like oh like it, it's you know my husband my kids it's I mean they're positive about it but they don't think of it as you know probably also because we don't live in an area where we've had to report we haven't had there's no real difference to them in their lives because it's not like we're having to um you know keep records or anything like that so I think a lot of it depends on where you live as well and you know kind of what your process is that way but yeah I just have a couple things coming up quick but then Brittany I want to make sure I, I, I turn it over to you but just well, I'm laughing a little bit because Aaron, I appreciate what you just said so much and it is it's funny but also a little I mean you can see how that happens because like you said it's so just yeah part of life and it's not so separate at the same time um, I mean, I do see in the younger years, I don't know about in the high school years and stuff, I do see homeschool families wanting and looking for ways to celebrate their kids entering the next grade level, like school pictures, um, or doing something like similar to celebrate, I don't know, like grade eight graduation or even graduating high school, but I don't think I've ever come across other than, than, yeah, what you've shared about what kind of like acknowledgement and celebration there is for the homeschool parents. And yeah, you can kind of see why that is, but really at the same time, I think it's a huge thing to celebrate and yeah, just pointing out that there is that invisibility to it. I think that's why I wanted to have this conversation with other people because yeah, in a sense, even when we're in a homeschool community and have homeschool relationships and stuff, this stuff doesn't seem to be talked about maybe as much or I haven't come across it. So um, that's really interesting. And then um, I think what's great about us talking about this is the different ages. Like Haley, you pointed out how um, you didn't know what to call it, but like you've got adult children now, but you still have your youngest. So you're not done homeschooling but and that's a question I wanted us to get to eventually too about how this all changes over the course of the the homeschooling journey as our kids get older um and how that you know I kind of talked about it at the beginning as like if my kids decide to go back to school and homeschooling kind of all of a sudden ends in a way um whereas I think if our kids homeschool even if they homeschool on and off or some homeschool and some go to school but you've always kind of have someone homeschooling for the most part maybe there is like I'm a mad I'm like visualizing this like slower transition where we have time to kind of mentally shift and prepare and think about it more whereas and I don't know if you feel this way too Brittany like I feel like I'm still even though we've been doing this for four years now I feel like we're still very much at the beginning especially if we homeschool through the whole way which is kind of what I think we'll do but who knows so yeah thanks Aaron and Haley I love um everything you shared there it's it's all I can tell I'm already like 
feeling a little bit better about this whole question that I had. So, but Brittany, if I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I definitely want to give you a chance to share your initial thoughts too. Yeah. Well, you've, I've been taking notes because you brought up so much, um, Ashley Haley and Erin that I hadn't, um, I hadn't thought about when I had jotted down some notes about this topic, uh, earlier in the week. Um, but it's funny. One of the things that I, I thought about today was the fact that, um, this identity has, I do feel that it's still pretty new, the homeschooling lifestyle, but it, it does feel more like an integrated part. Um, whereas in the very beginning, um, it was during COVID that we decided to become homeschoolers. And so there was like this cram of like, let me get all the information, you know, let me find out how to do this. And you're just, um, overwhelmed in a good way of like all the different directions that you can go. And am I this type of homeschooler? Am I this type? And generally, for the most part, many stories, you, 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 you start out as a school at home identity because you don't know anything else. Um, but, uh, so I see how it's even evolved, um, you know, over time when we started, my oldest was just in first grade. So much has happened for her from then until now as a, you know, quote unquote, fifth grader, um, and I had mentioned, um, I think to somebody just, she is more out in the world now. Our homeschool started out very much around our kitchen table um, for COVID reasons. And for that was the easiest to do with a, a two, three-year-old, you know, however old we were back then. Um, but I, you said something, Ashley, about like, oh, the feeling of like, what how that how that feel if um they just didn't want to do it anymore and I I think of that often because um they're at different phases and ages and I see every year they they get a little bit different and our homeschool has to adjust and so there is this constant feeling of evolving and changing and growing um but I would be lying if I said, like, I'd be totally happy if they were like, I want to put an end to this. Like, <laughs> I'm ready to leave, you know, for five days a week. Um, it, that would be really hard. And, and you know, at the same time, it would be part of the journey. And this this homeschooling experience and this identity. And I think all the identities that we have uh, through our lives are they they help to they're almost like um um you know a vehicle to to carry us through this part of the journey um and I actually you're speaking about like yeah no celebration for homeschool parents um I don't know if anybody's had this experience too where you have to fill out certain forms and it's they ask you you know what's your profession who's your employer <clears throat> and a lot of times I'll be like I don't have an employer like and I feel like such a, I'm unemployed and nothing wrong with that but it makes me sometimes feel like you know it it, it gives me a complex because yeah I'm unemployed but like as my husband says you're just an unpaid you know working person <laughs> so I now uh when I can uh fill it in I I put home educator 
Um, at first, I was like, do I put homeschool mom? That seems a little too casual. But I'm like, I'm finding in this this year in general, I'm feeling um, a lot more pride and a lot more, um, I'm more comfortable saying like, this is who I am right now. You know, just like I, I, um, I, I was a nurse for several years um, before, you know, I had my last baby and um, not to go on a tangent, but I'll just say this really quickly. I think I, I, I think of how I've brought that nursing identity um, into my life now and where it works for us, um, especially when the kids are sick. And, um, and I think that homeschool identity, I just see it as always evolving. And I think I'll always bring that with me, um, you know, no matter where we are, I, I can picture it. It's just part of our history. It's a part of who we are. So, yeah. I love that, Brittany. And I think um, the, the, the idea of sort of what you call yourself in the world and that idea of that common question, you know, what do you do? What do you do for a living? Um, I think it's such an interesting one and, and it, it's, it's, um, I think you were saying, you know, you, you mentioned to you, but homeschool mom, and then you said home educator, <clears throat> excuse me. And it's funny how, like, it probably shouldn't be this way, but it's interesting how certain things sound more legitimate than others. And I was thinking about, um, when you said that, I remember a, a couple of friends and I also homeschool moms. <laughs> um, we were, when our older kids, there were three of three of our older kids had kind of decided together to, well, they were each doing these online credits as prerequisites for, um, excuse me, for applying to post-secondary education. Anyway, um, we had, I don't know if it was a snowstorm, but anyway, they needed to have their exams proctored. And so we had to, we, we would somehow the school let us kind of like proctor each other's kids. But when we went to put the, uh, the roll down, we did something similar. I think my friend said, well, we're education, we're, we're education facilitators. So, so she called the office and they were like, yeah, that's fine. But I think it's almost like we weren't allowed to put homeschool. <laughs> but it's just like, it's interesting how those different words carry weight or not. Um, I don't know if it's the word mom in there, maybe that kind of, you know, maybe gives it less respect or doesn't make it sound as official. Um, and I also think about this because for most of the time I have worked outside the home as well. And I have always felt um, strange in a different way because I felt that people, not that anybody has been negative, like openly negative actually at all, but I just felt misunderstood a lot kind of by both sides. So, you know, if I was at work, I felt like people didn't really understand the, the fact that this is woven into your life. So it was kind of like, as the kids got older, there might be an assumption that I would have more and more and more time, but actually sometimes you don't in home educating. Haley, you can probably relate to this. For me, at least, I needed way more um, kind of open time to work with as the kids got older. 
uh, I found. I mean, certainly younger kids require a lot of time as well, but it's just different somehow. And so I felt kind of misunderstood by that end of my life. And then sometimes we would, you know, I would say work in the morning and one memory that comes to mind, I remember picking my kids up and going to a library program. And sometimes I would feel like the other moms maybe felt like I was because I would go into the program with the kids and they would sort of be like, no, you know, come hang out with us. And I'm like, I haven't seen my kids all day. I, you know, I, I want to go in with them so that I can be part of sort of what they're learning about and kind of what the themes are. Um, <clears throat> because I hadn't had that natural presence with them all morning. It was kind of a point of connection, right. To be able to be in there with them. And then, have that common context that we could chat about on the way home or or be aware of and so yeah as i said it's it's not that anybody's ever been miserable about it but i've often felt like i kind of have a foot in two worlds and it's just interesting how um i guess it just makes me realize how compartmentalized society is that you know that we're, that that we're even kind of thinking about these these things um yeah yeah, I was I was just thinking as well about the for for most of us, we're probably the only person in our family, um, in, in the the only person in our wider family, often in our community, um, that that we know doing what we're doing. You know, that was definitely the case for us. You know, home education was a whole new world that we had never encountered um, until we heard about it, and and how we first heard about it was actually on an American podcast. So it felt like a long way away. Um, and then, you know, I was lucky enough to make contact with local um, home edding mums who were so wonderful and welcoming and let me come and visit them and speak to them on the telephone and all kinds of stuff. And that was wonderful, but it was still, this was completely, um, yeah, completely new. I didn't know anybody else who had this identity not not that I knew personally you know at the beginning and I think that's um you know that's that's kind of strange isn't it in the middle of your life to suddenly have this new identity that you don't really know how you're meant to act or what you're meant to do and 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 it, it evolves so fast doesn't it you can't you learn so much so quickly and you're kind of thinking oh gosh that's new and let's change tack a little bit there and then that doesn't quite work or that works wonderfully and you go down this you know there's so much isn't there kind of going on and so much we have to keep up with and I feel as well it it can feel sometimes like such a burden or pressure really uh, that sometimes you feel like you're kind of an ambassador almost you know that idea that you're <laughs> yeah you're kind of representing the whole community and and that's daft in a way but on the other hand, I do remember friends saying to me when I said, I think we're going to home educate. Oh, well, I've, I knew a home educating family once and all oh, their children. They, you know, it was kind of like, oh, OK. Um, so it's, a, you know, it's not really daft because some people do have very, um, very strong opinions of what they believe. Yeah. Home educating families are like um so yeah that's just something that kind of came to me that 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 pressure sometimes not only do you want to do the best for your children like we all do but then you also have this other layer of I guess uh yeah are you uh, are you I don't know are you letting the side down 
could I say something here? Because I, I, <laughs> I've had experience with this recently. Like anytime we meet new people, new families, there is a, a defensiveness that's already in me, even if they are lovely people, because, you know, um, when you share something that's not the norm that you do, um, people can't help it, but the, the reaction is like, oh, you know, and then your, your instinct is to, well, let me educate you on all that it is and all that the kids do. And I find myself like, oh, telling you about their interests. <laughs> and I have to stop myself sometimes because, hey, like you said, you do feel like, oh, I'm representing <laughs> a smaller population of people. And um, for the most part, I mean, I think it's widely more widely accepted since COVID. There's so many more of us doing this now. But still, the initial reaction generally is, oh, 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 I, what's that like? You know, typical, I could never. And um, so the, you do feel this like pressure to, um, and I've had to be very careful about that, like not making my kids, you know, not encouraging them to perform, right? So to speak, tell them what you're doing. What are you involved in? But you also do want to kind of share a little bit so people can see like, this is a really good life. It's a great lifestyle. Like it's not weird, you know? And I find, I think about that a lot more than say my 10 and a half year old who, who feels the identity of a homeschooler. And she very much feels like a regular kid in the community. Um, she said that to me, you know, I feel, I feel both things. And I think she feels sort of lucky to be able to hold those two things. Um, so I just wanted to add that because I, that's such an important part of the, the identity. I think for me as well, it was once we got over all that negative stuff and we were then thinking about all the positive stuff, there was just genuine excitement I mean I rem I remember when I first had when I had my first daughter I remember feeling a bit evangelical everybody should have kids this is great and I think I kind of went through that a bit with the home ed as well at the beginning and I probably did go on about it to everybody I met and you because know, it because you're just so excited you think oh this is amazing this is something I didn't know about before and I'm learning all this stuff and of course you you want to share that don't you it's kind of a natural instinct I guess yeah I can definitely relate to that um that experience of being excited both as a as a new parent um yeah and then definitely as a homeschooler too I think I remember even I've maybe even said it here on the podcast but I know I've said to other like homeschool friends um I feel like I've discovered this whole world. And now that I'm in it, I'm like, oh, I kind of feel like other people are missing out, which of course I don't think, you know, in reality, it doesn't work that way. And, and homeschooling isn't for everyone. And, and there's many families happy doing life the way they're doing. But at the same time, I thought about all the families that might be similar to ours and maybe haven't come across homeschooling. I think back to when, I was sending my young or my oldest to school and how I wish I know I've said this here multiple times. I wish I had a 
run into a homeschool family or um, just kind of been introduced and maybe even welcomed. Um, like Haley, I think you had a, a nice experience where you came, you made connections where people welcomed you into kind of the homeschool world. So you could kind of take a, I don't know that you would describe it this way, but almost like a peek. Cause I feel like if I could have had that peak, I would have been, oh, that looks good. And I think that could work for us. But without that, um, because it really isn't, homeschooling is not, even after COVID, there's, there's more homeschoolers here where we live. But I mean, I don't even know another homeschool family within our neighborhood, even within our town. Um, so, and um, I can't remember who, I don't know if it's something you said, Brittany, but it made me have, think back to um, a conversation I was part of I guess, well, it would, have, it would have been when my oldest was in school and I must have had expressed interest to one of the friends there about homeschooling, but this was before I knew that we were going to, because we started homeschooling during COVID lockdown and stuff. But one of the friends at, at this little gathering or whatever, and I don't even remember specifically what she said, but essentially made a comment about don't you guys find homeschoolers weird like one of those comments about like yeah but the kids are always strange or again I don't remember exactly what she said but that really stuck with me <laughs> and I think because it was someone in our community she's a lovely person um so it's you know it's nothing against her but it was just a very like in real life example of there are people who, and I, I kind of, I get it too, because before we were homeschooling, I didn't know what the homeschool world was like. And of course now, because I do feel that I identify as a homeschool parent, it's, it is personal too, right? So it can be like what you guys were talking about with like the, dis, the defensiveness and stuff. And I think because for myself anyway, I feel like I'm going to say worked hard, but it was an interest of mine too. So I enjoyed it, but I put, I spent a lot of time and energy getting to where I am, I guess, as a homeschool parent, where I am more um, like comfortable and confident. So yeah, I'll get tagged in like Facebook groups with someone asking about homeschooling and they'll be like, oh, I know the one homeschooler. So I get tagged and I get excited. And then I'm like, oh, I don't even know where to start in this Facebook group with this person I don't know, like, so I think being here and sharing these experiences to kind of normalize it and be the person who, you know, I, I needed this when I was starting out. So I want to share, but there's many moments where, yeah, it's brought up or it's asked. And I'm like, it's not that I don't want to share. I just, it is tricky because it is different for everyone. And yeah. And it is, like what we were saying to kind of isolated, even when we have homeschool connections and homeschool community, it's still you alone in your house most of the time, not um, the way I'm going to word that it's going to make it sound like we're only at home all the time, which is not true, but we're, it's us with our kids at home or in the community doing our thing. And we all do things differently too. Um, so yeah, I had another, oh, well, this might take us into the next thing, but I want to pause here just to give anyone else a chance to share what they wanted. And then I, I can come back to this part. Um, yeah, Ashley, you just said something that I was going to say something and now I've lost it. So maybe it'll come back. But um, Brittany, you had been talking, I think, about 
you know, when you're speaking with people or, you know, you're not, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but the idea of your children performing or, you know, uh, you know, it's an interesting, like, again, when you think about it as sort of a rule, anything else in life or many other things have, there's some accolades involved or there's some, you know, I, I don't know. There, there's some recognition and, and in many sort of business type structures you have, like you can work your way up or whatever. And it, I think that it's a, it's a bit of a tension because the work that we're doing and we, I mean, we are as much as we can, it, yes, it is a lifestyle, but we are, you know, we're working on ourselves, we're learning, we're researching. And so we're doing all that work, but because you're pouring it into people, you really, you know, I don't want to be taking credit for people, but it is a funny, it's a funny thing because even if I have found things like even when, you know, my child's maybe doing something that's really exciting for them and they're proud and they've, you know, made great gains, but there's this really strange, like, just let's say, for example, that your child is a great writer or an early reader or something like that. There's this attachment that people, I guess it's two ways. On the one hand, there's very little credit, but on the other hand, there can be this weird, like, you know, people will say to your kids, oh, you must have a really good teacher or you must have. So I find the times that I wish I could be valued, I'm not. <laughs> And then other times people will give me credit for things that aren't even necessarily of my doing. I don't really know what I'm saying, but it's just, it's just odd, right? It's an odd thing. And I think where another parent could, um, I don't know, kind of brag a bit about their kids or whatever. It almost feels like we're elevating our own role. <laughs> if we're to do that, I don't know if anybody else feels that, but it's a really, it's a really odd dynamic like when you think about it that way. Oh, just quickly, Ashley, it came back to me then. Um, you were talking about the fact, I think of like the amount of, of work and reading and learning that you've been doing. And I was just thinking about the level of investment that goes into our roles that I think is also invisible to anybody who's not doing this. And I think even sometimes we don't realize how much we're doing it, like how much we're taking in. Um, and it really is a form of, of, it's a form of educating ourselves. It's a self-directed, it's self-directed education. And so it is natural. I think, you know, when you were talking about what would it feel like if, you know, both my kids went to school and I don't have that role anymore. I mean, think about anybody that invests, like you're in your fourth year now, that's kind of like a four-year university degree. And you, you think about anybody who invests that amount of time. And you might choose, you might choose not to, to do that career for a period of time, but to, but, but I understand why there would be loss around it because yeah, it's like, you've prepared, you've um, invested all this time. You started to think of yourself in a certain way. And then it's like, oh, <laughs> you know, if, if that's gone suddenly, I would think there's some grieving around that. Yeah, thank you for saying it like that, Erin, because I think you've just kind of described how I've been feeling. Um, and you're right, I think I didn't, I hadn't really thought about it in that way before. And when the, the thought kind of popped up, I was like, oh, yeah, overwhelmed by who, like, how would that feel? Because 
yeah, I've, I felt like I've put a lot into this and I'm happy with it. I mean, it would maybe be different if I found it like really hard and, you know, um, but I really enjoy it. And, and yeah, and it wouldn't be, I mean, maybe that's another piece of it. Like it wouldn't be my choice. Like my, it's really important to me that my kids have the freedom to, um, home educate if they want to continue that way, or if they want to go to school. So it's not like I would be picking (laughs) whether I'm done being a homeschool parent. That's not, um, that won't, that won't be my choice, whether they just grow out of it. Um, and that just happens or if they, if they do decide to go to school and yeah, I think because I do enjoy it and like, so all the pieces of it, um, there would be, um, that feeling of loss. Um, but I like what Brittany had shared earlier too, about like, and I forget how you put it, you said it really nicely, Brittany, about like, that's just part of the journey. And I like focusing on that too. No, like just concentrating on everything, not just myself, but like my whole family is getting during this period for however long it lasts. Um, And just be grateful that we have whatever amount, however many years or whatever of home educating. Um, So it's not a, you know, it's not something I really, really struggle with, but um, I think it's just nice to have these conversations because part of me was like, do other people feel this strongly about this? And then recognizing that it would be different for everyone as well. But I really like how you describe that, Erin. It's, um, I feel like you really get me. (laughs) So I appreciate that. Um, And I wanted to actually go back to, um, what did you say, Erin? I wrote a note, asked if I had, oh, right. Because um, you had brought up the idea that maybe people assumed, or maybe we even ourselves sometimes think that as our kids get older, we'll have more time. And I feel like maybe about a year ago, so my two are 10 and seven. And I would say it would be about a year ago where I know people kind of, not a lot of people, but definitely more than one person said, oh, like now that your two are getting older, you must feel that you have more time to yourself, essentially. And I think the first time I was asked that, I was kind of like, what? (laughs) Like, I don't think I have felt that yet. And then I started thinking like, I mean, that makes sense in a way as our kids get older. But Erin, I appreciate what you were sharing about how maybe it does work that way for some families and everybody's different. And some kids are maybe more independent than others or even, yeah, just like to do things on their own more. But I don't see that changing a lot yet to me, my kids are still pretty young. Um, I think it will change and shift, but I kind of predict being needing to be pretty available for them, even as they get older. So it's just kind of interesting. And it makes sense, you know, someone who's not homeschooling to have those ideas or assumptions, I guess, because they're not living it. And I am living it and I'm still figuring it out too. Um, But that was another thing that I was kind of thinking about, like, how does and we've, we've touched on it and talked about it a little bit, but like, how does this change over time, which Aaron and Haley, I know you can um, share your experiences around, like you guys have, have been experiencing that with your kids because your kids are, are older. Um, for myself, again, I, I feel like I'm still at the beginning in a way, like, cause I think this will be a long journey and I feel like this will be the beginning. I don't even think we're at the middle yet. Um, and I do like you said, Brittany, like things evolve and things change. It's pretty slow. 
Although I can look back and see that a lot's changed at the same time. But I just was thinking about for myself, just this past, not even a full year, um, maybe the past six months, I feel that we've come to a place for various reasons that I know I'm spending more time doing things like yoga and watercolor. Now, sometimes my two will join me with those two activities. Those are kind of my two go-to ones right now. Um, a lot of times it's my thing. It's something I'm doing while they're doing whatever they're doing. Um, and I think that that's shifting and that's nice because while I've, uh, watercolor is new to me, I've not spent a lot of time on art. Um, but yoga has kind of been uh, part of my life on and off. Um, so I think that for me is kind of an example of where I'm seeing, um, not that you take your homeschool hat completely off when you do those things, but in a way you do, like I'm engaged in something kind of separate, I guess, from homeschooling. Um, and I, I think that that'll change, but I don't see me doing more and more of that, I guess, as the kids get older. Like, I think there's still only going to be um, kind of like a certain amount of time, I guess, if I don't know if that makes sense. But I'm just thinking it would be nice to hear what you guys think about. Um, yeah, just how that kind of changes over time. And that's just an example. I'm sure you guys have your own um, experiences with that. But for me, the, the obvious ones was like, okay, yeah, I, I'm getting to spend more time doing like yoga and watercoloring, uh, like watercolor painting, um, than I had been before, because my two are a little bit more independent. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, you Haley, but as your kids got into the teen years, but I found that, um, like so much of the time changed, it was just spent differently. So I, a lot of it seemed to be around, uh, maybe their plans and things like that. So more driving, a lot of, a lot of driving <laughs> for us, it was a lot of driving and picking other people's kids up and, um, there just seemed to be a lot of logistical availability that needed to happen as far as, um, yeah, kind of helping figure out activities, getting them there, all those kinds of pieces. Um, the other thing I would say is that as kids dive more deeply into their interests, sometimes that requires a different way of thinking. So even though there may be, um, like you're saying, Ashley, there might be times that they're really engaged so you have more time in some ways to do some of the things you're talking about like the painting or the yoga um I don't know it's just the idea I think of keeping enough like margin or open space to be available because I think that you know there's so much life that's getting figured out in those through kind of a teenage period of time and um it doesn't it doesn't get figured out because you have an hour between seven and eight in the evening, like it, 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 it happens during your drive somewhere or, you know, while you're doing the dishes or um, going somewhere together to a museum for the day or to a sports event or something like that. So that's what I found too. And just even adjusting my hours, like often these things seem to come up late at night. I know there's a lot of jokes about, that. <laughs> you know, these moments of wanting to talk about things or figure things out. Um, so you don't, in some ways, you don't have the same kind of freedom around um, like, you know, a 15 year old is going to go to bed when they do. <laughs> 
you're not really setting the rhythm or kind of, it, it's just kind of all over. So I found for myself just needing to have that flexibility, but I also wanted to add that, um, if they're, if they are preparing for things academically, either because they kind of have to, like not how can I say that? Because they have a goal they want to meet. So there, there are pieces that they need leading up to it or because they're really, you know, passionate about something or interested in it. Um, I mean, there can be, for me, at least there was a lot of academic relearning at times as well, because, you know, if they're preparing for something, a prerequisite or something like that, I may have taken that course, but I clearly didn't hold on to a lot of that information. So I would need to be uh, it was a lot of partnered, um, at times it became what could look like a tutoring rule or a teaching rule, um, depending on what they were, on what they were up to. And I think I, I've, I don't know if I've shared it here. I, I know I've shared it quite a bit in the unschooling together community. They may have heard about it more than they want to. Um, but this last credit, the last <laughs> English, so my daughter was doing a credit to have available for just to have available depending on what she wanted to do and it was a process that I didn't imagine just to just to be able to register for this course and so it I mean it took a lot of time it was a lot of rewriting looking at the transcript I'd figured out on the phone with the you know guidance people um so some of it's just pra practical um yeah I don't know Haley what your experience if it's similar at all or pieces were yeah, yeah, so many similar things. And in terms of that research piece, yeah, the amount of time spent trying to, um, yeah, find find out things for them and kind of, I don't know, try and be one step ahead so that you don't, you know, again, I guess it's that pressure of feeling like you don't want to let them down. You want to make sure they know, I don't know, different options and, and you you know, and, and kind of, yeah, if they're, they're choosing to, yeah, they want to go to university and finding out all the you know the the or supporting them anyway together to find out entrance requirements and all that kind of stuff and then when you think about taking exams and there are you know it's different to if you're taking exams in school so you need to you know to I mean I, I loved all that but it is obviously you know it, it's time consuming and 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 we had um a baby um and w when our you know our older three were kind of um going into teenage years and um I, I recognize so much that um well we're still in it that kind of nighttime wanting to talk to you <laughs> thing uh, you know it, it is you know and it, it, you know so many there's so much lovely stuff about it but yeah it's kind of like um yeah you don't suddenly have um sorry to break it to you <laughs> but you suddenly have like, like you know days and days of free time or anything but you know that don't you you know that but I, I was thinking as well about the bit you were talking about the kind of um credit or not credit I suppose for things um like I don't know what other people might consider to be learning achievements or something and I suppose I was thinking about the the other side of it the kind of um you feeling that deep responsibility for whether they're I don't know where other people think they ought to be that as they get older I think there can be you know lots of expectations placed on you know lots of external voices that they hear or or um or that you hear and that you feel and I think there's a lot of um especially for us you know because we've chosen this particular type of home education 
um, which is is much more about um, or much less, I suppose, about getting them to certain milestones at certain ages or whatever. We're much more about, I don't know, um, respect and trust and accepting that they're that, you know, that they're um, going to follow their own path and that we're supporting them with that. And um, I feel like. Um, yeah, that sense of um, because de definitely, um, you know, we have children who have hit um, what we would call fluent reading at an age that other people would consider is late. Um, you know, that's one example, I suppose, of of kind of that that trying to protect them, having that confidence that this this skill, whatever it is, it will come if it's right for them support you know trying to to give them whatever you can to be supportive but also giving them the 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 respect and the trust and the confidence in themselves um is that that kind of protection role I don't know if I'm explaining it very well but I feel like there's a big part of that kind of almost like your um I don't know how how to like protecting a seedling from the kind of winds that letting it grow at its own pace without it, you know, somebody trampling over it and completely. Um, in, in fact, funnily enough, I was talking to one of my adult children um, the other day about about something somebody had said to them about about um, drawing when they were younger, and and it, it was just a, a, a random sort of conversation. And they, but they were saying, you know, that kind that really stuck with me. That comment that somebody said that wasn't. Um, it wasn't really awful, but it wasn't wholly positive. You know, these things stick in your mind, don't they, sometimes? And you think, oh, my goodness, I'm not very good at that thing. It, there's kind of, as a parent, I guess, we're all doing this to some degree. But I feel like with home education, that is such a big part of our role, really. That kind of, um, yeah, being being there for them, helping them to kind of have that confidence. And I don't know. Does it make sense to you? It, it, it does make sense. It, it actually makes me think of, um, and, and kind of going back to what you said too, Ashley, like, do you have more time? I mean, uh, my kids are not that old, but I will say my oldest is meeting me in much different ways um, than she ever has before. Um, we're definitely doing a lot of late night conversations about really deep topics, you know? really deep life talk that are it's important and it and I need to be there. Um but I have three different kids at three different ages and phases and things that they really require to feel that support, Haley, like you're saying. And and you know, if my oldest is getting a little more curious about well like where should I be? Like what level should I be at? Um, and this isn't something that we you know, we talk about and I reiterate, like you're exactly at the level that suits you right now and right where you're supposed to be. You're not ahead you're not behind. Um, but yet she still, she still wants to know, you know? Um, and so, um, I, I find myself doing that, spending a lot of time doing that. Haley is, is sort of, um, protecting. I love that the seedling, right? And then what do you have to do with the seedling? You have to bring it outside and like, I don't like to use the word harden. I don't want to harden my kids. <laughs> but there's a little, there's a little bit of like, here you go. Like, 
take it, take a step out, like see what it's like in your own time, right? We're not just like tossing them out there. And I think it makes me think like, oh, we're putting still so much time and so much of our effort and energy into like supporting these, these little beautiful, unique plants. Um, and uh, like it, just really quickly too, I, I think, you know, whereas when the kids were younger, morning time for me didn't exist, right? I couldn't get up at like four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and even if I did, one of the kids' radar would go off and they would be up. But now I, I have a little more, um, you know, um, time to do that. But th those are more frequent, those early morning, um, quiet mornings, you know. Um, and then, you know, you're doing, I love that you're doing the watercolor. Um and uh yoga super important and i think it goes with the homeschool lifestyle like they they see this is part of it um and i'm like i you know got one of those community um education magazines in the mail and i'm like oh i'm gonna take intro to sewing <laughs> and i'm also gonna take this gardening course you know and and but i, I do have to like you have to be really intentional with blocking off that time for yourself at least in my experience for me otherwise I will just get caught up in the swirl of like always the mom homeschool parent you know figuring things out so it's really important for me to create these you know what do people like to call them containers of time right for just me yeah and it's so important as well for that's that time is so important for our children as well isn't it not just in terms of having us kind of refueled and happier and nicer and all those kinds of things but also in terms of you know we've talked about this a lot on the podcast I think haven't we in terms of self-care and stuff but that important model for our children to to see us taking care of ourselves as well because that's ultimately what we want them to do as well isn't it is to value their own needs and to value taking care of themselves as well and so we want to be that yeah we we want I mean as parents all of us have, have a responsibility to be a model don't we of, of you know the things that we want I guess for our children to um to take on in life I guess you know um but there's also the there does feel like a lot of um when when you listen to people who have children at school sometimes there is there does tend to be and, and if you listen to the news I guess there's a lot of teacher bashing and school bashing and kind of you know and there are um you know there are privileges to be had from going to a good school or whatever but there's kind of this sense that um yeah that that if things are going wrong there's this kind of blame culture isn't there and I guess and, and I guess when we're when we don't have anybody else to blame <laughs> then it can be quite easy for us to take that on ourselves perhaps or have this perception that other people are directing it at us and there's kind of a and so it's really important in that respect as well isn't it to take care of ourselves and to to um yeah to to be kinder to ourselves and not um yeah and try not to take that that on to whatever perceived messages we have I mean I, weirdly enough I had a, a, another conversation with one of my children the other day about um I became a vegetarian when I was um, 17 and um, she told me the other day that she identifies as a vegan um, but she still has um, 
some food swaps to do, let's say, because, um, you know, we're very much, that. you know, we've talked a lot about how we don't want you to take too many things away um, before you put new things into your diet kind of thing. So anyway, so we're mostly a vegan household now. Um, and but I was saying that when I was 17, I remember saying to people, I don't eat meat rather than I'm a vegetarian because I learned quite quickly that if I told people I was a vegetarian or oh, well, vegetarians don't do that vegetarians don't wear that vegetarians don't do this <laughs> and this was quite a long time ago um but, but it was really nice actually because um because they were saying oh I don't feel that pressure I feel like other people are actually quite positive about it I'm not getting that sense from other people of yeah, and that was really nice. I was really glad that they felt like that. They didn't fit, you know, but I, I mean, you mentioned Brittany, I think about defensiveness at one point, didn't you? And I guess that is a, a natural thing. Um, and it's another thing that we kind of have to try and, I don't know, I was going to say keep in check, but that's a lot of pressure on us to do that, isn't it really? It's about kind of accepting those feelings and finding a way to process them and, and, and having support from other people who are going through a similar you know have a you know have similar experiences that is is obviously really um empowering isn't it and really comforting and soothing and it's great to know that however many differences we have there's also so many similarities that we have and so you never know what the you know that's the same with any of these identities any any labels that we have, I guess, we don't know. When we meet somebody else, we don't know what they've, their picture in their head of what that label is, you know. And we can't take responsibility for that because we can't know it and it can be anything. I just, <clears throat> I wanted to pop, I, I, I might be changing the subject slightly, but I just before we moved on from... Um, kind of the idea of older kids or teenagers and then it kind of ties into what Brittany was saying about um the importance of having your own interests and you know your children seeing you outside of just the scope of of uh of homeschool parent as well um is just I just wanted to I guess add because I think I don't know if I made the teen years sound extremely onerous <laughs> and exhausting I'm not gonna lie I felt that way a lot of the time <laughs> But um, they're also like so exciting in so many ways. And I feel like I just want to say that, that a lot of things become um, sort of shared interests, I noticed. So even if my kids weren't doing them directly with, with me, they were really interested in my experience of it. So it wasn't so much, it kind of moved away from finding, like carving out some time for myself to over time, them just understanding that this was an interest of mine and that just as I would ask them about their interests, they would ask me about mine. And it just became a little bit more, um, I don't know, I guess manageable and natural over, over time. But I find now that, um, yeah, just various kids we have shared, yeah, shared things that we like to do together. And I don't really feel anymore like this is my time this is, you know, I'm doing this just for them, or I'm doing this just for me, sometimes for sure, that's the case. But I just wanted to say that, that that's been something that I've really enjoyed. And one other thing, when I was talking about um, kind of that diving deep into interests, or maybe into some kind of deeper academic study, that is also really interesting. So if, if you're, you know, 
I don't know, connecting with some of that literature, connecting with ideas in the world. And it's like, you're able to have these really fascinating conversations and you're learning about things that you wouldn't have on your own accord because most people, they finish school. They don't look back at, at any of that. And so having that opportunity to just kind of be on that journey with them is actually pretty exciting to discuss that on a, a deeper level. And I feel Brittany, like you were even alluding to that. I, I think your daughter's 10. You start to see that already. Don't you, that, that you're just, um, I don't know, like you're feeding off each other and it's almost more like your partners mm-hmm. in um, like partners in discovery. I don't know, you know, like you're discovering things together and then you're kind of analyzing it and then you might put it away for a while, but something else comes up and you're like, oh, remember this? And it's really, um, I don't know, it's just really connecting in a different kind of a way as they get older. Yeah. Erin, I find it very reassuring. <clears throat> Excuse me. I um, I have a lot of thoughts swirling in my head right now. Um, but I definitely want to say that I think it comes back to this um, idea that de-schooling never ends. <laughs> because when I started getting asked, oh, you must have, you must be starting to have like more time on your hands as your kids get older. And I was kind of like, oh, is that what's supposed to be happening? Is that, is that what's happening for other people? And I could see that being true for a family whose their children go to school. I think you, um, you know, especially as you get into the teen years, you probably know, I mean, I'm making an assumption here, so I could be wrong, but the teens in high school, they go to school. And as long as the parents know that they're getting good grades and not struggling, they probably, some of them, I'm I'm being um, cautious here because I don't want to make assumptions. And I know there's many families who their children go to school and they're very connected and um, lots of conversations about what they do, but there is that separation, I think. And I, Erin, I think I was assuming that as a homeschool family, as our kids got older, we would still like, as you're talking, I wrote down like partnership um, and you use that word partner in discovery, like partner in learning. And I didn't see that ending. I saw it changing when I thought about it as they got older. And to me, like the word collaboration kept coming as up as you were talking. And I mean, we do talk about how homeschooling is more of like a lifestyle. So I kind of was like, why would that end? You know, why would that be? Um, but I think it's that uh, we still do live on, in a very like schooled society and schooled world. So I, and I experienced that myself. Uh, that's maybe what I should say. Like, I know my parents knew, at least from what I remember, a lot less about what I was doing in high school um, than my younger years, where I would need their help a lot more to, to get my homework and projects done. And then I was kind of doing it on my own in high school. And unless I was trouble, you know, struggling in an area, they wouldn't know I don't think um whereas yeah what you're saying that's kind of what I pictured it to be like Aaron and it's just one of those things where you don't know until you've experienced it and I find it really helpful to hear what it's been like for other people and again I'm it'll be different for every family but yeah I find it reassuring because I I and I think why this is helpful too to talk about this is because the way I see um like my own identity is very like tied to what we do on a day-to-day basis. So I think to me that that's why this matters. And, um, and I don't spend a ton of time thinking about this, but of course, you know, you spend a little bit of time wondering what this is going to look like down the road and you do feel it shifting and changing. Um, 
so yeah, I, I don't know. I like, I have a lot of ideas, but that was very reassuring for me, for me to hear Aaron and made a lot of sense. Um, I just wanted to, to add in here too. It makes me think of, you know, um, and I'm excited for the team years. I don't know if that's the case always for people, but I think it's because like you're saying, there's, um, we're kind of setting the foundation for collaboration when they're, they're younger. And I can even, I see that in my own kids. I mean, my nine-year-old is teaching me things about history that I either never learned or I totally forgot. My youngest is teaching me things about certain sports that, you know, I, I don't know what things are called or how to do them. So I see that there's already this culture of teaching each other and learning from each other. Um, and, and not only that, but the, the kids feel really respected and they feel valued. Um, and that it's not just coming from the top down, like I'm older, so I can teach you everything. I think they're homeschooled kids, um, can be lucky, um, in an environment that is more of that, um, collaborative process. And then I, I guess my hope for, for them is when they go out in the world, they're not going to feel so inferior, um, which is actually, um, probably my own projection because I think that I did feel that way <laughs> really out of my element um and uh I and there were definitely times I felt that sort of inferior like oh they must know better than me you know um so I I think following them from from being kids and watching them grow is I'm excited for that experience because I can kind of already see it unfolding like that um I can oh go ahead Aaron no, I was just, I was just going to jump in just quickly, Brittany, and just say that, um, yeah, I, I feel like that's exciting. And I, I feel like I remember that period of time um, when my kids were similar age to your, your kids. And it, it's so it's, I feel like it's such a great period of time because they're old enough that um, you really are on more of a learning journey together. You're, I can't remember how much your youngest, how old your youngest is, but I don't feel like you're Okay. So yeah, you're, you're kind of in that place where you can discover things together and you probably are starting to see some of those um, pieces and something that I forgot to say earlier, you were talking about your, um, I think your, your daughter's identity as sort of being able to see herself both as a homeschool uh, kid, I don't know, for lack of a better word, but then also just, you know, a part of the community and, and a community kid. And I just, so I think that's great. And I also think it's really like insightful and interesting that that even would come up in conversation. So I always find it, I don't know, it's kind of fun to think about like, how do our, how do our kids perceive their identity and how do they see homeschooling? Because I mean, it's something that we choose. We choose this role um, for the most part, sometimes parents are left without many options if school's not working at all, or there's, you know, a lot of trauma, those sorts of things. Um, but but we certainly have much more control over taking on this role than, the, than kids do. And I think I had, when we were talking, I had written something in the discussion notes about the idea that there have been times that, um, you know, 
I might have these really positive, fun memories about things that we did. And I might mention, let's say, a, like a location, like a particular hiking trail or a museum or something. And my kids will react kind of negatively. They're like, oh, we had to, we had to do that every fall or something. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I have all these pictures of them on the, you know, the wagon with the pumpkins and the whole thing. And they're like, oh, you know, and it's, <laughs> and I think it's two things. I do, I mean, I have the pictures. I can see how much they are. I can see how much fun they were having, but it, but at the same time, we can feel two ways about the same thing. Right. So they probably, as much as they had fun, maybe they were tired of doing it again. And maybe it did seem a little bit repetitive. Um, so I think the idea of like ego can come into this as far as, you know, all the kind of time and the energy and, Oh, we had all these fun experiences and we did all these things, but they don't necessarily see it the same way because to them, it's just their life. They're not, you know, for me, I'm like, okay, how can we do something that's going to work for everybody? And what would be a nice tradition to have? But they didn't choose this lifestyle. They just happened to be born into a family where, you know, the parents were willing or able or whatever to homeschool. Um, so I do have to check myself a little bit because I find I've had, there have been moments where I've been, I felt quite defensive if they aren't as, um, positive about something that I have a really um, like kind of just this lovely memory of and they're like oh not that again <laughs> but it's just you know I, I, I find it helps me you know it kind of helps me with that defensiveness it's like we're coming at this from totally different vantage points I'm trying to protect this you know role that isn't very common in society so we get a little bit more protective of our own kind of identity and it's just their day to day. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think as you're saying that, Erin, I'm thinking like for myself, it also touches on an insecurity that can creep up of, am I doing enough? Am I doing a good enough job? So when the people who you're doing it for, yeah, kind of, you know, make a comment or say something that you're like, well, wait a second, like, are you not happy with this? And it just kind of, yeah, it hits in a different way, I think, because I do feel, um, yeah, like we're putting, like I said before, we're putting a lot of effort in and we're trying really hard. Uh, I can't think of a specific example, but there's definitely already been times where my kids will say something and I'll be like, wait a second, but it is a good reminder. It's a really good reminder that my experience of this um, and the way I view it and the perspective I have, the way I judge it, all of it is my own. And there's I'm sure is is quite different so I find that that's a really good reminder and kind of funny <laughs> yeah, it's very humbling having children yeah isn't it? yeah definitely and uh, yeah so many times mine say to me oh this story again yeah <laughs> I definitely recognize that Erin yes um, but I was thinking about my um yeah my older children um how I, I mean I I did ask them recently I can't I can't remember it must have been one of the episodes we were having I can't remember what our topic was but I remember um talking about the fact that when my daughter was at university she said you know nobody ever asked you what school you go you went to or anything like that's just not a topic of conversation so she said it was kind of weird when very occasionally it will come up the subject of home ed will come up and then she said you know it's quite nice to talk about it sometimes but it's really not a, a, it's really not a, a topic of conversation between me and my friends it's not 
you know, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because it is so much a part of our identity. But you're so right, Erin. It's just their life, isn't it? They don't, you know, they really don't. And and in fact, that we were talking about how um, because she was um, she was nine when we started home editing, and we were talking about the sort of beginning year or so and her perceptions. You know, we, I was kind of talking about how it all came about, and she was like, "Oh, I." You know, now you say it, I remember, but actually that's not how I would have described it to somebody. I'd kind of forgotten that bit and I'd forgotten that bit. And it and it yeah, it's just really interesting, isn't it, how we all have a different our different perceptions about things. Mm. I I did want to add this too, because this this just came up. Um I, I find that sometimes we read revisit every year whether they'd like to try school or not and sometimes we revisit it when uh it's a really hard day yeah <laughs> and or I'm feeling really I have a I have a moment of real doubt and insecurity um and they, we it's a kind of like a thing and like they know like oh it's one of these days right and um and I'm like, well, yeah, how, well, how would that feel? And and my daughter was like, I I I don't want that to happen to us. I, we we wouldn't have the friendships we do with each other if we all went to school. We'd be in separate classrooms all day. And don't you want us to be close? And don't you want us to have a good relationship with each other? And I was like, yes. <laughs> you like she reflects this back to me when I forget it um, and makes these just very insightful, wise statements. And I'm like, I'm just gonna go take a breath of fresh air and come back. <laughs> I appreciate you saying that, Brittany, because as you just said that, I, I was thinking that, but didn't, I probably wouldn't have said it, but it's so true. And yeah, my oldest, I don't know if my youngest has yet, but my oldest has started to point out different things. Um, yeah, to the younger one. And it's, but I I even see that shifting a bit as, and maybe it is just kind of, you do learn as you go and you realize that there are going to be those times. Um, but it is really great when you, they say things where you're like, oh, so you do see that or you do feel that way, um, which is like, I find really impressive at, at those ages. I was, I don't remember thinking about that stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, that's just, yeah, it's such a wonderful thing. Um, I know I had another thought, but it, maybe it'll come back to me. Uh, one thing, I think we're okay for time still. One thing um, that I wanted to spend a little bit of time on if people wanted to share was around this idea, because I think how do I put this and thinking about like our identity, what I'm thinking about is how I'll just speak for myself. Like I've made like even you guys connections within the homeschool community where a lot of the people I spend time with or spend time talking with um, are other homeschool parents, which I love. And I think now that it's been a few, like I've known some people for quite a while now and um you know, not just uh, friendships, but also like we're part of um, like a forest school group where it's a co-op. So, um, you know, I've gotten to know a lot of the other parents there. Um, and I mean, I was gonna say obviously, but like, I feel that 
that in a way is part of my identity too, right? Like the people that I surround myself with, I guess. Um, and I'm so grateful for those connections for the obvious reason that it's helpful because we can relate to one another and we're, it's just nice to have conversations with people who are, have also kind of chosen something less mainstream or more alternative. So you don't feel so alone. Um, and I, I guess I was kind of thinking how, what would that look like and how would that shift and change again, if homeschooling stopped? Um, and that, I mean, we don't need to answer that question necessarily, but I was just kind of thinking about um, how that's connected to our identity as well. The people that we're with and so many of the people that I spend time with now are other homeschool parents. And um, Brittany, in, in one thing that you wrote that stood out to me that you sent, you kindly sent it before today was um, like you mentioned something about group mentality. And I think the importance of, I guess maybe just, these are my own words, but like being mindful or intentional of who you're surrounding yourself with too, which I really took some time to think about because yeah, right now, I mean, I think for me, I, it took me a while more so for in-person to find people um, who I felt, what's the word, um, like just really really similar and connected with like other unschoolers, basically, like I could find other home educating families, which was great. And I love that. And that kind of brought into like, there was more diversity and differences. And I really enjoyed that. And I think that that's very beneficial. I had to, it took me a long time and it's still a pretty small group of other people in person that I've met who are unschoolers. Um, But I don't want to lose sight of the importance of not spending all my time with unschoolers and just, you know, they all validate everything I'm doing. So yeah, I just wanted to see what everyone kind of thought about that piece of it. Cause I do think that that's kind of connected to identity as well. Um, I have like a ton to say about that, Ashley. So maybe I'll let somebody else go first while I formulate my thoughts, unless if anyone else is ready. I, well, I think, yeah. Um, I think it, I think you need your people, right? The people that get it and you don't have to explain all the nuance, like they just get it. And um, I, I had written too, it's, it's really important to, to have a space where you feel like where you do belong, um, not just feeling it or you're trying to fit in to a mold. Um, and I think, um, it, I said, you know, it can be a slippery slope. You can lose yourself in the group mentality, right? Because these are people that you love and you respect and they have different thoughts and beliefs that you do. Um, but it's easy to say, well, okay, well, maybe maybe they're right. You know, maybe I should take that on. And I just, um, I think it's important in not just in homeschooling, but in, in any community where you're sort of... Um, you're not just all in on, on, on one thing. Um, but it, it's a balance. Like it's a, I, you know, it's, it is a dance. It's needing to be with the people that know you, that understand you. And also I find value in, um, spending time with all of our friends, the people that don't homeschool. Um, it, it's just good to get different perspectives. Um, but I think when you're starting out, um, I, you know, we are homeschool oriented and you're like, you're trying to find yourself in this place. And so it is really important to find that group that, that gets you. 
Um, and I think, you know, I have had lots of experiences in different groups. Um, and I, I really value um, a group that can come together and is uh, make homeschool a bit differently. Um, they, they, they focus on different things. And uh, I feel like it's a good uh, experience for the kids to see that we can be so different and still come together on these certain things. And then we have this group that, you know, we might feel a little more able to uh, be understood in a different way. Um, and yeah, I was going to say one more thing and, and now I've forgotten it, but um, yeah, homeschool friends are essential and, um, and so are, so are all the friends. <laughs> there's a, there's a kind of human acceptance that we have to come to, I think, or we don't have to, but I guess maybe we do as we get older, this thing about people will continually surprise us. And I think even people that we think we're not really going to have much in common with suddenly we can actually have loads in common with and vice versa. And I think whenever you have any, I don't know how to explain it, but I guess something I think about and something that I think me and my older children have talked about in our long rambling conversations is about how, you know, ha you can never have exactly the same opinions, point of view as, as, as anyone else, basically. There's always going to be something about, I, I don't know, so, there's something to challenge us, I guess. And I think that's really important, isn't it? It's a really, it's a really good thing that, that, um, that we're all so different, even though we might, you know there are so many things about us that are so similar but we it, it's a kind of a, a, a I don't know a point of growth isn't it an opportunity really that that um even in those groups where we think we we have you know so much in common there's still going to be bits and pieces that that make us think that somebody will say something and we'll think oh I'm not sure I quite agree with that and that's a good thing really isn't it because none of us have got it right are we not we're all on this continual learning path and I think that that's one of the things I love so much about the home ed community is because um I guess there is such a that this culture of de-schooling and because it tends to yeah be people who perhaps are I don't know more willing to question certain assumptions and they're going down this whole de-schooling path it is so lovely to to um yeah to have yourself kind of I don't know be opened up I, I feel like I've been opened up to so many more ideas perhaps that I wouldn't have come across if I hadn't started home editing maybe that's been one of the really wonderful rich things and maybe you know there's not I'm not going to agree with all of those and I'm not going to disagree with all of those and that's that's great and I think so I feel like it's, it's all the things you said about how wonderful it is to have a group of people that get you and see you and that you have a bit of shorthand with you don't have to explain everything all of that is so wonderful and we all need that but we all yeah it's also great isn't it to have that that challenge as well to keep us kind of thinking a bit and yeah keep us on our toes a little bit so that we are because the more we learn about learning the more we know that this is a lifelong process and it's going to go on and on and that's another beautiful thing isn't it that we you know a beautiful thing about it well, and Haley, that, that kind of, and actually similar to what you said, Brittany, too, it, it makes me think about how, um, like how 
complex we each are as individuals and how we have different, we have different interests, we have different um, sides of ourselves, different, you know, stages of our life that are all within us, you know, somewhere. And so I think if we can not expect any one group or any one person to fulfill each of those sides, I feel like that it just it lets people off the hook <laughs> because we can have more grace if they, you know, maybe we think, oh, we're, you know, we're really in line with them about this, but maybe, you know, you get out and about with your kids and they have a whole different. And so if we can just say to ourselves, okay, well, that particular homeschool outing, or maybe that's not a fit with this family, but this is where we really shine together and, and connect and our kids connect. Um, I think if, you know, again, because I think when you're in sort of the minority of things, education wise, you're looking for the full package, possibly. But I think that can put a lot of expectation on people and a lot of demands. And, you know, you're all right, when, when you get to meet a diversity of people, it's, it definitely challenges us. But if we can meet that with curiosity, rather than feeling, um, defensive or oh they're doing it this way so either they're wrong or I must be it just it just helps so much more when we recognize like how complex each of us is and I think that that also really extends to outside of our role as you know homeschool parent maintaining friendships with people that aren't homeschooling maybe they don't even have kids you know and that can fulfill a part of us that um, is different than what we're experiencing with other you know home ed parents um oh I just had a thought about that what, what was I saying so I was saying people who maybe who have made a different decision or, or maybe don't even have kids mm, maybe they'll come back to me but but I yeah but I guess it's just that idea of not limiting ourselves just to the homeschool world but I also just wanted to say too not limiting ourselves to a certain um and I think you hit on this Brittany like sort of little square of the homeschool world because um yeah that can feel really limiting and it can feel limiting to our kids and so I think that one of the things that worked well for us is that initially we had kind of come out of the, pre the preschool years and you know I was in you know we had a fairly I'd say two or three days a week we would get together with several other families there was a core group of us and then a few others that joined when they were able and it was very much around attachment parenting I would say um which filled my cup for that time because I I was just learning about that and so I felt like I needed to be steeped in it and I needed to understand it and I needed to be accepted and so for that period of time not not that I stopped talking to other people but I I would say during my like parent like my weekday hours that was really nice to have that outlet that we could go and be with other families and we had these very similar ways of being but when we got into kind of the school age years um and there's you know kid, other kids were in school so you kind of need something to do during the day um in my oldest in particular very extroverted he wanted to socialize he wanted to be out and about and the people from that group um as much as they met that need for me to understand attachment parenting, they didn't have the type of, how can I put this? We needed a level of organization because we needed to know we had something to do during the day 
for him to feel settled, for him to make friends. He struggled if things, you know, he was not a person to have things start late. So, you know, I found we were kind of still trying to hang around with these people, but it was just, I needed something tighter. I needed something with more structure to it. And so what fit for us was a more, a group of more structured homeschoolers. And then within that group, I realized over time that there were all kinds of different like it wasn't just like a Charlotte Mason group or a traditional group or an unschooling group. Like there were all kinds of people doing things different ways. The commonality really was around building community for the kids. And it was really like, you know, if we had this many more kids, we could do group swimming. Or if we have this many more kids, we could do this, you know, Apple program, farm program or whatever. And then some of it was really um, like it, it just, it gave us, birthday parties to go to and it gave us like it gave us that social um aspect and i i you know this is something i guess i i've noticed that that's that's changed and i don't know if it's because i went more online as my kids got older but we didn't spend a lot of time as parents talking about the philosophy we were doing like if i look back now i can remember Oh yeah, they used to talk about some Charlotte Masony stuff. Or I remember they went to Latin on Thursdays. They were probably classical unschoolers, or sorry, classical homeschoolers. But I never, we never talked about that. Like that wasn't. It was always kind of like a planning meeting, and then w- when we were places, <clears throat> excuse me, we would just talk about the kids or <laughs> the weather or whatever. And out of that came some really good friendships. But I wouldn't have. Um, those weren't people I probably would have sought out initially. So I do notice, I think it's the world at large. I don't think it's just, I don't think it's just the homeschool world, but things in the world have become so divisive and so political and so philosophical that I do find in the online world, at least people are identifying much more like I'm this, I'm that, you know, so we obviously identify in much more of like a self-directed unschooling way, but my kids' best friends were like traditional, like they got their spelling test done and then we could go tobogganing and the friendships, both for my kids and myself, like that's one of my dearest friends and, and that, that worked for them. And, and so I do get a little bit concerned that, I mean, it's not for me to be concerned about, but that people feel they need to fit themselves into a a style of homeschool, a political ideal, a religious ideal or not. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like we're boxing ourselves in um, more than I remember. And it might've also been because there weren't, homeschooling wasn't new when we started, but it was newer. So we really had to pull together. So it was never really an option for me to say, well, I don't really know if I like, like, we just made it work. So I don't know. I think there's, I think there's almost some, uh, what the word is like it, it, in not having to be community when you have so much choice, I guess, I think there's the danger of not giving people a chance. And then I wonder sometimes if kids can lose out because kids generally don't care (laughs) if, if parents are, you know, Waldorf or like kids don't care they want somebody to to run around with at the the park so yeah that's just kind of been on my mind lately I guess is I'm really noticing a difference than I would have like a decade ago 
I don't know, that's maybe off track, Ashley. No, I just, want to, I just want to say quickly, I just had a conversation with somebody like within the last couple of weeks. And I, I have, we, my goal this year was like, let's expand. That was the word, like, let's expand. And it took us to some places that maybe last year I would have said, Ooh, maybe we should hang back. And I said to this friend, I cannot imagine what my kids would have missed out on um, if we, you know, well, I can't, I know what they would have missed out on. They've, they've um, you know, without going into too much detail, they've, they've formed different relationships out in the community that are so fulfilling um, and that are so life-giving. And I think of like, oh, that would have really stunk if I had put my own stuff on it and said, absolutely not. We're not going that route. Um, so I, that what you're saying, Aaron, is like really my current circumstance. So I think about that all the time. And I think with homeschool, if anything, you're just, if you let it, you're being taught how to be flexible. Cause even the groups that you're in, like you said, people go back to school, people move there's, there's always this, like these waves of, whereas when you're in school, the thought of, well, I'm with this class throughout my whole, you know, experience for all of these years and not a lot changes, except when we get older. Um, not that nothing changes, but it's a, it's a very different model. So I think sometimes we can move from school to homeschool and expect there to be this like constant steady thing. And you really have to work at it and you have to be open to the fact that at any time things will completely change so thanks for bringing that up yeah I um <clears throat> I was just having a conversation a couple weeks ago with um we have a local private school here and I know the principal and they're looking I think at at seeing if there's something they can offer to the homeschool community and so she was just asking I was the ambassador, I guess. <laughs> um, I was trying to share my experience as to what I thought um, they could maybe provide. And because they're a private school, um, she wanted to know, like, kind of in regards to, like, academics, what could they offer, which I didn't know. But through the conversation, I, that made a lot of sense that she was wondering about that. But what I really came to her with was, from my experience and the homeschoolers around here, that I've spoken with from what I see it's a lot of homeschool parents who are looking for opportunities during the school day to bring their kids together with other kids that are available so you know it, it really doesn't matter um yeah what I don't know what type of homeschooler they would consider themselves it's just like what you were talking about Aaron like coming together with other kids and you're right I mean the kids don't care they they don't even know or talk about it um but I find that 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 seems to be the case where I'm sure there are homeschoolers that come together to do maybe some more formal or structured learning at times but from my experience and from what I've seen families kind of do what they do on that end um and then when they're coming together with other uh homeschool families it's yeah, to socialize and to just have, like be in community. Um, so yeah, that all made a lot of sense to me. And then I was also thinking about 
the different experiences, like Britt and I started the homeschool journey during lockdown, which for me anyway, meant that a lot of my um, time spent learning about and talking with others around homeschooling was online because we weren't trying to meet people in person. And I wonder if that's why it it was because you're trying to find online. It's not just people you would run into, like we weren't running into other homeschoolers and all different types of homeschoolers. So I was kind of, I mean, and when we, I mean, so when we first started homeschooling, I didn't even know unschooling was a thing. Um, but of course, once I found out about it, I was looking for those people too. And it just is, I don't know, more divided, I guess, because you're in groups and stuff um, online. And it's not as natural and organic as when you're like coming together in person. So I can see how that, that would be different experiences. Yeah. I think that's all I had to say about that. That's that's an interesting idea, Ashley. I bet, I think there's probably something to that, that, that your entry point into it is different. And there's so much benefit to the online as well, because I mean, the benefit is then you can find people that you connect with in different ways in a way that's easier. So it's like, there's, I guess there's pros and cons to everything. Right. But um, I guess the, the, just the last thing I would say about that is I think too, by not boxing ourselves in with um, just sort of a particular homeschool philosophy, it just leaves room for not having to be a purist around things too so if we have periods of time where you know as i've described if i'm doing something that looks more schoolish if my kids are choosing that um or if we're just you know we had periods of time where we were pretty eclectic in lots of ways and so we're really just thinking about like what works for our family in the moment not do i still do I still fit this group because, because I'm doing this or I'm, or I'm not doing this. And the other piece, even aside from like um, whether you're accepted or not, is just being able to gather the skills from other people and other ways of looking at things because um, well, just again, as an example, if your child becomes interested in something like a year or so ago, or I guess it must've been a couple years ago now at like, ripe age into the teens my daughter asked if I'd ever heard about um nature journaling (laughs) and I'm like I have and she was I found this thing online um there's this woman named Charlotte Mason I think you'd be really interested (laughs) in reading about her and I'm like oh I I know about Charlotte Mason (laughs) but it was kind of funny but so because she was like interested in nature journaling if it's it's nice to know different people and you can be like oh you know I know these people have done a lot of nature journaling through their Charlotte Mason and you can just be like sharing resources rather than um deciding where you where you fit so yeah I don't know I just think the more the better Mm -hmm. yeah I love that um I'm aware of our time so I thought maybe um I would just check in to see if there's anything we didn't touch on that somebody wants to, or if something else has popped up in, in anyone's mind before we wrap up. But I, yeah, I have found this really helpful. So I appreciate you guys taking the time today to, to discuss it, but I don't want to end if anyone has any last things they want to share. I don't, I think I'm okay. (laughs) Yeah. 
Okay, great. Well, thank you so much. I, I, yeah, I have found this conversation really helpful. I know that um, I'll probably return to it quite often over the years um, because it is kind of something that that comes along with us. So um, a really big thank you to you, Brittany, today for joining us. It's been lovely to have you here. And thank you so much. This has been so fun and it's so helpful. And I always feel like I've gained so much more um, anytime, you know, we we homeschool moms uh, or parents, whoever you are, uh, come together and, and talk like this. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Brittany. I couldn't agree more. And Haley and Aaron, thank you as always for sharing um, your experiences. And I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. And this ends our conversation today. We hope you found it interesting and maybe helpful. If you'd like to connect further or see additional content, Haley can be found on the web and on Instagram at Taking a Kinder Path. Aaron can be found at Everlearning. And I, Ashley, can be found on Instagram at AshleyAsMama and at Storytime Shelves. We'd be very grateful if you'd share this conversation with anyone you think might appreciate it. Thank you for your time today.